Radio 
we, we realized we had a sleeping giant there at the local union hall. Um, and we understood that, you know, our membership was the muscle and the brains to everything we wanted to do. And he just decided to, you know, get those folks involved in the politics at our members and committees. And, uh, and when we found out how powerful we were, it just went on from there. We started electing judges and, and you know, all kind of elected officials um, without the party, too. That was the major thing we were doing without the party. Because sometimes the party was being real, real snotty with their choices, and they wasn't really being equal. So we had to go outside the party, and we was always successful. I don't think we, I think we like uh, ten and over something. We don't, we haven't lost a person that we supported um, because we, 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 we really put the members out there in the street uh, and, and and preach the word. Uh, so when you talk about election and you talk about voting, I mean, he put everything behind me. Uh, to really show me uh, what that's about and, and about making change. Because surely, you know, you can't be on the outside and not be at the table when the decisions are made, especially that can, can really have an impact on, on your membership. You always got to be at the table so that you can try to make a difference. You know, and we have always got that commitment from our members that they always support us in everything we've done uh, so far. And, you know, again, and, and the good friends that we brought along with the elected officials that enabled to elect mayors also and governors you know, that type of stuff. So for me, that's everything. I mean, election is everything because it, it really tells you <laughs> where you're going and, and how you have the makeup is for your yeah. future, even for your kids and your grandkids. So uh, I, I, I'm so happy about him. He just celebrated a birthday on the 1st of October. You know, so we uh, set out a heavily, uh, heavily happy birthday to him. Uh, he's been 85 years old. God bless his soul. Absolutely. Um, but, yes. Well, and, 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 and Ryan Boyer, uh, if you would, tell us what Sam State and Senior meant to you, and, and particularly around this time of year. Oh, man, uh, Sam State and Senior, I, I consider him the blueprint of it all, the architect of, uh, you know, this and a continuation of uh, black independent polit political power. Uh, when, when Sam put that together, I'm, I'm so happy that my father was, was one of the foot soldiers in that army that, that Sam Jr. talked about. So being a second-generation laborer, you know, when I used to hear about Sam Sr., it was like with reverence when, when my father would come home. And when I finally met him, it, it was probably one of the best days of my life because I didn't know that it would just take me into a t lifelong tutorial and it's funny that his birthday was October the 1st because now I still learn from him and he's not even here because I, when something comes up, I can be you on know, a lesson that he told me or he just told me a story and I can relate back to it. And now when you're in the chair, you understand it a little differently. So he's still teaching. And um, and, and how you doing, Sam? I, you know, I didn't get to say hi. You, I didn't know you on yet. Yes, sir. But, you know, yeah. and I'm sure that Sam feels the same way because those stories that you hear repetitively, you, uh, you know, when you need something, you can call upon that. And, and you know, just every day I'm learning from Sam Senior. Uh, and, well, and, so. and Sam, one of the things I'd like to say is my father talked about your father all the time. And yeah. I had waited for so many years to meet Sam Staten Sr. And I think I told you the story. We were at the AFL-CIO event down in Atlantic City, which we do every year. And I'll never forget the, the time uh, I met him for the first time. And in my world, it was like meeting Bruce Springsteen. 
It was fantastic. I've been waiting for so long, and it was it was such an honor because of the impact and 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 what high reverence my father spoke of him. Uh, so no question about it. It's great to see uh, his legacy live on through you two great labor leaders uh, and the impacts. Uh, obviously, uh, during the election period, lives on. Uh, every time we elect our elected officials. So I wanted to make sure that we covered that because uh, Sam Sr.'s legacy is, is so important to the impacts of today. Um, Joe Krause? Sam Staten Jr. is with us. Ryan Boyer is with us. This is The Labor Show with Jay Doc uh, and Krause. And Ryan, as we go to the commercial break, uh, I'll ask you what's different about uh, the new title of the show. Uh, I'm sure you quickly realized that Jay Doc's name jumped up in front of my name uh, in the show title, uh, which makes it incredibly hard, Ryan, sometimes for me to get him in the room. Uh, the head is so large right now. Well, wait. <laughs> I'm wait, listen, when Ryan Boyer comes back on, it's going to be Ryan Boyer, Jay Doc, and Krause. All right, so, good stuff. I'll no, check no, off on that. It was already big. You know, he already had a. <laughs> it's really hard to get him in a room. You're darn right. No doubt. We'll take our first commercial break here on The Labor Show as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We'll get into the conversation after the break. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, Iron Workers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ District 1201. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll veto it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And back here on The Labor Show as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, hour number two of the two-hour show. JDoc, one programming alert or one programming reminder, one week from tonight, uh, next Saturday, remember every Saturday night now we're uh, two hours, 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, next Saturday, our uh, union spotlight, uh, the Sheet Metal Workers Local, uh, oh, what yeah. a great time it was to go down uh, and do that segment and do that full hour. So so we'll have that as uh, hour one of two next week. Uh, we'll talk to Gary Messino and Sheet Metal Workers. Uh, should be a great show. As a matter of fact, I can already say it will be a great show because we pre-recorded the inter- or pre-recorded the hour, and I look forward to that next Absolutely, week. Absolutely, Joe. And and so we prefaced it in in the first set about the election. It's it, everything's on the line. So that's what the conversation is going to be about today. And I want to. Uh, Ask Sam Staten uh, Jr. Sam, if you would, talk about the importance to labor, to our communities, uh, of the upcoming election. You know, uh, I mean, we have everything to lose. I say everything. I mean, clearly, uh, we've seen the error that we made by not voting uh, four years ago. And this guy gets in and just turned this whole country uh, backwards. Uh, what, what I'm glad to see is that everybody's eyes are open. More people are, are, you know, especially in the sports arena. Never before have I seen basketball players, soccer players, everybody getting on TV and commercials about voting, you know, because that's how serious it is this time around. And I'm confident we're going to really, really beat this guy bad because I think people are tired. I think the Democrats are finally waking up and saying, you know what, we've been suffering for a long, long time, and, you know, we're not really – this country has not moved in the last – four years with this guy and he's just spreading too much stuff hate 
here again, you had the pandemic that he took a joke and look, look where he is. You know, we definitely will keep his family in prayer because, you know, sometimes you, you do things that you, you know, you do it, but your family suffer and you don't, don't put people in that kind of position. But that's where he is right now. His whole family is suffering with this thing. So we have to get out and vote. Now, I'm confident, like I said, we will, you know, get out and vote. I think especially in Philadelphia here, and I think we, we, we pull up out there the county. The county is going to do better than they did before because I think everybody's just tired of us going nowhere. You know, again, you know, the first the first debate, he's that now one time did he mention what he's going to do for the next four years, which is scary because it wasn't much enough in this time, so it'll be much enough next time. And, you know, in the meantime, a lot of people suffer. So, you know, we definitely want to be out there uh, supporting Biden uh, and Harris going all the way. I mean, throughout this whole city, I mean, we want to try to get to six to seven hundred thousand votes out of Philadelphia so we can really carry them counties out there. That we know sometime will come short. So this this election is like, I mean, far as the labor movement, we almost could pack it up because this guy that gets it back in office, he's gonna come cut our heads right off because he he understands what they demand, and you know we just gotta make sure we do our job to make sure he he pack it in and, and be and be a four time a one time uh, president. Sam, let me get you to comment on the uh, elephant in the room for the labor show, uh, and that is a conversation about how many members amongst the union community will vote and how many will cross and vote for Trump. There seems to be mixed opinions about that, depending on who you speak with. Well, hard I, I know uh, I know. last week uh, we had a building trades meeting and someone kind of scared me because we was on a, a Zoom call, so you couldn't see their face. But the way someone was talking about pushing and holding stuff and not wanting to move forward to do an endorsement for the building trade for Biden, I was getting a little scared. Because for me, it's like that should have been a no-brainer. We went to the 11th hour to talk about endorsement. We should have endorsed Biden three or four months ago. We had uh, the FLCL sponsored Biden and all the people running for vice president came in here earlier this year. So, if nothing else, we should have been getting an endorsement. So, they were scaring me. Finally, we did get it to go through. But, you know, I think we do have some hidden uh, trumpeters out there. But they're not going to overdo us. I think we, we, we're in the majority. And I think we're going to silence them and, you know, again, uh, get out there and, and, and do what we need to do uh, for Election Day. You know, but again, I, you know, I, I, I don't want to mention names, but. You know, one of them talking about who I'm talking about because again, it's too much. It was too much him, him and harm that, uh, for the for the nomination is, for um, for, for Biden. You know, here's the thing: it's it, which is hard to believe because it's voting against your own interests. Ryan Boyer. Um, but, but what's happening is we have to realize that Trump has a skill. He's an ultimate kind man. So he has people thinking that he's every man when he's a spoiled, pampered entitled jerk i mean his father left him almost in today's money almost a billion dollars i mean he's not a but he has people thinking that he's a pull himself up self-made uh billionaire and he's not and his tax return shows it so some of our members uh liona took a poll in, in pennsylvania and, and it was about 48 46 uh biden was in the lead but i think now after the debate, after the, the choice of the courts, because we can't forget the courts. They're loading up these courts with a bunch of young judges 
who don't have our interests at heart. So as we look at these young judges that they're putting in, they're going to be making decisions on valuable labor issues. And we have to really, really pump that into our members. And we almost have to have it go on an education program to de- to demystify this fraud because that's what he is. He's a petulant child fraud who has never had a real fight in his life that he had to fight. He always sends someone out to fight for him. So I think that once we educate our members, we can get a lot of them to come home, Krause. And, and, and that's an interesting point you make, Brian, because we did have a lot of uh, members across labor, across the country, uh, crossover last time. And and you, when you talk about educating our members, I mean, are, do you believe that uh, they're aware that by voting – for Trump, they're voting against their own interests. And when you look at the um, potential, and it looks like it's likely, um, of, of the Supreme Court and how they vote against collect- collective bargaining and with the Janus decision, um, they are constantly voting against uh, labor. And how many of our members know that? And how many of our members understand that, they're, you know, that their livelihoods are on the line? I don't know. Let me give you an example. We sent out a letter telling about uh, if Trump wins, they're going to a, a different formula for calculating your prevailing wage and your paycheck will be cut 48%. We had a member call and basically said we were lying. He was going to sue us, and he was upset that we were lying on the president, that the president wanted to give him a raise. I said, sir, I'm, I, and I sent him the memo from the Trump administration, he said, you guys had to make it up. And then he called and he wrote a letter, and he no longer wants to participate uh, in our PAC fund. But I don't care. I have to still educate him. But Trump has some of these people drinking a Kool-Aid. It's like he's Jim Jones, and they're, and they're the people drinking the Kool-Aid. And, and, and I'm concerned about it because a lot of it has a strong racist overtone to me. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Go ahead, Sam. I, I think that, that that I think that's really the basis of, of a lot of his followers is the racial overtone. Because when you ask about what he had done in these time he's been the president, it's zero. You know, he's he, you can't, everything he opened his mouth is a lie. You know, he he got ten million jobs. He said ten million jobs in three yeah. years. He created ten million jobs. Come on, he's lying. So <laughs> yeah, but you, you know what's interesting though, Sam. I, 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 I remember when he started taking the lead as the Republican candidate at the last election. Um, he's a master manipulator in regard. He's, first thing he did is start talking about NAFTA. And don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, NAFTA was a bad deal for us, especially in labor. But having said that, I also, I also think that what got him there was partisan, partisan politics in Washington. People were just so fed up of everything. Okay, and he knew exactly how to play the game and started talking about these important issues. I'm wondering how many of those coal mines in, up, in upstate PA that he promised were going to reopen. I'm wondering how many of them actually reopened. Okay, Listen, they don't look at the numbers. Manufacturing jobs have precipitously dropped. Obama and, uh, and Joe Biden brought back the auto industry. They gave manufacturing a chance. And if you look at Biden's plan build America back better. It's all about anything that the government procures, that they're going to make it in America, because that's the way that you build the factories back. So when Boeing builds a helicopter, those parts all have to come from America. 
So Biden's build back better. It's better for the manufacturing class, but somehow because he doesn't play the identity politics, these people think that Trump and Western PA, they think that Trump walks on water. Sure. Sam Staten Jr., business manager of Labor's Local 332, Ryan Boyer, uh, business manager of Labor's District Council, both with us for the full hour. This is uh, The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. We'll take break number two. We'll take a commercial break. Back on the other side, we'll continue uh, the conversation with Sam and and Ryan. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And back here live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, it's The Labor Show with Jay Doc and Krause. Ryan Boyer making his uh, return to The Labor Show uh, along with Sam Staten Jr. Ryan, so nice to have you uh, be part of uh, the broadcast, and I do say that with a serious tone. Uh, we did a lot of great radio down at 4th and Market uh, on Saturday nights, and of course we've only gotten bigger and better now, uh, expanding to two hours, and you were really uh, a terrific uh, part of or just a great host when you were uh, in the big chair so i appreciate it thank you man i really i really really appreciate being back on especially being on my brother sam is a great night absolutely and and i can't think of a better night to be honest with you having said that um ryan let's talk about uh, some key issues uh in regards to the election you you would uh at voice, you know, before the show, we talked about how how uh, labor has not been in the current administration's conversation. Talk about some of the key issues on the line for labor. Well, I think the the, the, the biggest key issue is protecting our paycheck. Uh, it's something called the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Uh, prevailing wage is, is a rate that's paid. Uh, most prevalently in, in all local municipalities. And when it first came on, it's called the Davis-Bacon rate. One was a, was a senator and one was a congressman and one was a Republican and one was a Democrat because what they wanted to stop is predatory contractors coming from mainly the South and coming in low wages. So the, the prevailing wage has always been a bipartisan issue. Now they're trying to cut people's wages by going by the average wage. So they'll take what you're paying like a handyman and put that in, and they'll average it out. And the average loss to construction workers in Pennsylvania is 47% of their paycheck. Who can afford a 47% pay cut? And then, as I said earlier, the judges, Janice decisions, uh, encouraging on our, encouraging on our right to organize properly. Uh, yeah, so it, it's a lot on the line. And just overall civility. Look at the state of the country now. No one wants that. How could you do business? Infrastructure, no infrastructure spending in four years. He's supposed to be the guy that builds things. Our nation's infrastructure is rated a D. So what are we going to wait for, another bridge to collapse like happened in Minnesota and, and thousands of people have to die before we address infrastructure? So we need to we need to invest in this infrastructure. So there's a lot of things on the ballot that aren't on the ballot. And and Sam Staten, um, you know, you talk about um, racial relations in America and being at a crossroads. Uh, a, how much do you put that on the president? And how much and and how important is this election to that and moving forward? 
I mean, it's, it's very, very important. Um, I'm not going to put 100% of it on the president because he was still alive and well. He just woke up, you know, the devil in it uh, because it was still was creeping around because, you know, minorities for a long time have not gotten a fair share. Uh, and people of color a fair share of, of, of everything. I mean, um, the cost of living, uh, work, uh, uh, contracts, uh, you know, jobs. It's just a, it's a whole list of things that, that could be done better. You know, I, I just think that, you know, I, what I'm concerned and worried about is these young people because people like myself uh, uh, who who is getting close to retirement time, you know, it, it's important that, you know, we have fighters. Cause that's the other thing that we don't have like we used to have is those fighters because, you know, we we did what we had to do back in the day, physical fight, whatever we had to do to make a point to, to build this organization and, and build the labor movement. And what's scary now is that you don't have a lot of these fighters out here. Everybody's looking with their hands out and they want something, but they don't want to sacrifice nothing. So it's, it's really, really hard. That's why we have to continue to fight until it get right. Because you look, I look at Philadelphia being one of the last strongholds for, for labor unions. But you go around the country, you know, the building trade is not as powerful as Philadelphia, you know, because they don't stick together, one. But just in general, that you know, contractors have made their way with with the politicians. So, you know, to a point that, you know, the building phase is barely hanging on. So it is important that our young people get more and more involved, whether it be in, in, in building trades or understanding that all everything they we have obtained over time, you know, uh, um, eight-hour work day, all those things can, can go away just with a, with a strike of a pencil. That we got to understand, that's why it's important to stay around. Because you wake up and say, what happened? Even the non-union person say, well, I was making this. Well, I was getting overtime at the eight hours, but now they work 15 hours. They're going to say, what happened? But Price. they don't fight in that tone. So, you know, Sam, you know, let me get you. They don't, yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. I'll let you finish. And then, Sam, I want to get. I want to have a follow-up for you. But go ahead, Ryan. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sam, let me ask you to comment, if you will, uh, on this statement, because I have made this statement. Um, if I made it a dozen times, J-Doc, you've heard me say it 25 times in the last 25 weeks. Never before has there been a time where anybody who wakes up and goes to work, I feel they should be represented by a collective bargaining agreement, they should be represented by a union. And I, I just don't understand why a majority of the people who go to work every day don't understand that. Why they miss out on that on understanding that. Here's here is a great part of the problem. The great part of the problem is even our union folks that you know, we're not preaching enough. We don't sell ourselves enough. We're not in the schools. We're not doing the more things that we can do to wake people's eyes up. So take me, if I'm making $12 an hour, and you come to the union and say, I'm going to give you better, I'm going to give you some health benefits, i got to guarantee 12 here. And for me to jeopardize that, i got to really, really, really know that there's some positive stuff there. And I, I don't think, like, again, we sell ourselves good enough to, to make people want to understand the sacrifice. And because we don't sell ourselves to make people understand the importance of unions on an on a ongoing basis. Again, you look at the high schools. We used to have all the shots right in the high school. And kids were coming out of high school getting into the trade. And it stopped. 
that was the right. best education that you can get about labor is right inside the schools where kids can make a choice instead of going to 12th grade and come out in the street with no jobs. They come out high school and get into a trade. So if that's the best teacher in the 11th, 10th, 11th, 12th grade or even 9th grade. We had the shops in the classes. And we have to get those back because that's only going to make the union, the labor movement more stronger. And that makes people more understand why it's important to fight for minimum, uh, a bit prevailing wages and benefits. Ryan? And I want to piggyback off what Sam said. I think the labor movement does a horrible job at promoting itself. This show right now, it should be streamed live on each one of our members' uh, phone if we have it. We should anything. And if you look, and if you look just back about thirty years ago, if you look at those Sunday talking head shows, it was always a representative on there from the House of Labor. Now we're I'm just the they'll, the they'll, they'll have the business community there, but labor is never represented in in the public sphere of ideas. And so once you fall out of the people's uh, imagination, they forget that organized labor created the weekend, that we created the 40-hour the work week. Those things not, aren't what management did. Now they have the rock stars of the, is, is the people like Jeff Bezos. Now they make him a rock star when he don't pay his people nothing. And he makes $13 billion in one day. Yeah, that is crazy, and yeah. no one is out there to speak to that narrative. They have shows like Business Insider and all that. Where's our Labor Insider show? Where, where is that? Well, we're working, right? Yeah. We're working on it, my friend. We're working on it. We hear you loud and clear. Yeah, and every uh, as we go to our as we go to our uh, commercial break here with Sam Staten Jr. and Ryan Boyer, um, the one uh, great segment that uh, we've started uh, uh, on the Labor Show is monthly. We dedicate one of the hours a month where we do a union yes, union no, uh, yeah. and and really Ryan, to your point, try and push. The narrative. Listen, this is a platform for the union community. So if you can open up and tell me what I need to do to be able to get this show on every member's phone every Saturday night, I'll do it. Whatever I have to do to do it, Ryan, um, you have my commitment uh, that I'm that I'm certainly going to do it, brother. Oh yeah, we got that. We have to get the tech people. But we used to run national campaigns. Remember, vote the union label. That was yep. a national campaign, just as big as Coca-Cola's ad campaign. Where's our national ad campaign, Town Unions? We'll take a commercial break here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. Very special uh, guests with us tonight, Sam Staten Jr. and Ryan Boyer. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by IATSE Local 8, District 1199C, and News Guild 10. And back here on The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause as we come to you on a Saturday night here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Another weekend in the books, J. Doc. Uh, after tomorrow night, Eagles get back to work uh, tomorrow night and hopefully they get off the uh, snide and pick up that first win uh, out on the West Coast. Uh, back into the show. Good show. Good conversation. Real conversation uh, tonight uh, with Sam and Ryan. Absolutely. little shout out to our man Tim White who's... Uh, in the studio with us, a new member of the Labor Show team. So glad to have him on board. And we're talking with, with, with Sam Staten Jr. And, and Ryan Boyer, leaders of the Labor's Union here in Philadelphia. Guys, let's talk a little uh, get out the vote. Uh, Sam, if you would, tell us what it's going to take to break some records and get people out 
on Election Day. And let's talk about the mail-in voting also, how important it is to make sure everybody's engaged. Well, I, I think he, he uh, our president helped us a lot with to get out the vote with, with all the nonsense that he's done. I think, uh, you know, people even, I've, I've been riding around, and I, I see people in long lines because they're early for early voting. Um, and the mail ballot just helps us because now, surely, again, they were trying to, they were trying to delve into that so we wouldn't have that because they, they have a fear of what not having control. You know, for that, the, the head guy up at the post office, you know, they had a plan for us. A lot of mm-hmm. mail going to get lost. Mm-hmm. Going through the mail is going to get lost if it went to the post office. So that's why they was trying to fight to make sure that didn't happen, that they could get control of it because they was banking on that. And now that they can't do that, I'm, I'm, I'm confident we're going we're gonna to do a, a mass, like I said, we're going we're gonna to bombard them with the, the vote by mail, which is a very good thing uh, for us. Uh, Ryan? Yeah, we're going to do the, the vote by mail, and we're going to do what we call 30 days of voting. So we have the early voting centers, and the Sam said the lines were there. So we're going to drive a whole lot of uh, energy around those, have, entertain, have entertainers, it's a national act to come in and encourage people to come out and vote and use those early voting centers so that we could do it. Uh, you know, the other side is afraid. If they count all the votes, he knows he loses. So he's trying to disenfranchise major parts of people voting so he can invalidate the vote. Come and vote. Vote by mail or vote early. And then if you can't do that, then go to the polls. But by all means, vote. We had uh, 250 people come out today from the laborers. We did a canvas today in uh, West Philadelphia and one in Sheltonham, Pennsylvania. So we'll be in the five counties and one in Delaware County. So every weekend we have a a truck out there with sound and and video truck from our Mid-Atlantic region. And we we have activities for our members to engage in every weekend. And getting up to the election, it'll be every day. Yeah, I was going to ask you, Ryan, having said that, what's the, you know, with COVID and all and everything that's going on, um, you know, one of the things that labor is really popular for and, and, and we, is getting those folks on the ground, labor to neighbor. How has, um, you know, the, the pandemic affected us on the ground? Well, well, it has affected us a lot, but we learned a lot from the census workers. So the census workers t- taught us how to knock on the door. And then while you're waiting for the people to open the door, go down, keep your social distance, have on your mask, and engage the people from a distance. Before, we wanted to shake their hand. <clears throat> That's not that. And some people still feel uncomfortable, so we leave a door knocker. So you'll see a lot of door knockers around uh, so people uh, won't engage. Before, we used to try to encourage them to engage. Now, we just tell them to go on and say, I left a door knocker. So we're trying to – our goal is to hit – 500,000 doors in the Delaware Valley. That's that's the amount of literature we got. That's our goal. We have a number of operations going on. And some in some places, just get out the vote. In some places, it's partisan. But the goal is to hit 500,000 doors. And we're partnering with everybody that want to get out the vote. Sam, and that's you, just who we want to do. And, and, and Sam, you know, if you had a message for our, um, you know, for our listeners, for our labor union members out there, whether they're obvious, whether they're in the labor union or any union, what would it be uh, in in regards to this particular election? This, this this is our last hurrah. I mean, this is you know, if we don't get this done, 
and do the right thing, we can pack it in. I mean, straight up, I mean, they, they've been, you know, attacking out the other way just for years. Every time we have an election, we have to worry about that being covered. Now, just not just the laborers, it's the whole, the building trade in general. It is, it, again, I think the government sometimes wants poor people and rich people. They don't want the middle class who's been covering this country forever. So for us, you know, the message always got to be we can't allow this to happen. We got to come out. And I think we've been successful. Every time we got our back against the wall, we came out swinging and we came out fighting, and we won. So I don't see this being any different. You know, I, I'm confident, like I say again, if more people talk about voting now than, than ever before, that means they're going to vote. You know, all the protests you've been seeing, Black Lives Matter, all that kind of stuff, they're also organizing the vote because they know things are not going to change without a vote. So, you know, I'm confident to know that people out there, we just got to make sure that we keep it, the heat on from now until November 3rd, making sure that, that the, the, the votes get out there. And, again, we understand there's going to be some bullying stuff that happens, not in Philadelphia. We're going to make sure we ride around these polls to make sure people can, can get a chance to vote. Again, you know, he sent some people here trying to get it on something that wasn't even for the polls. Right, because they put him out. He's gonna he gonna sue somebody. Somebody ain't let nobody. Yeah, it was good But here they go show you what we're dealing with. And it really amazed me how he got to be the president. I mean, well, we really we step at the wheel for real. This and here's guy. the thing: the youth mo- movement in America is what's really important. Ryan, Ryan, yeah. talk to that, and then if you will talk. You know, we got a couple minutes left. Talk about some local, you know, local races that are key also to our success as a labor movement? Well, listen, I'm very proud of the youth in this country. As Sam said earlier, it was no uh, signs of them fighting. This is all these movements and and protests are led by youth. They're youth driven, they're dispersed leaders. So they have a leadership structure that you can't easily define. And they're doing a lot of it by using the new technology and using new connectivity. So I think the youth is engaged. And we can never forget the local races. Uh, we have uh, Nina Ahmad running uh, statewide, uh, Josh Shapiro, Joe Torcella, and we have our own John Kane running for Senate up in Chester County and Delaware County. Shout out to and John the, Kane. Yeah. So we have, so I would just say this voting t- place and time, just vote straight Democrat. We can't push the ticket, but just vote everybody because you need a team to do stuff. And Trump needs to be stripped of his team because they have fallen asleep on the job. They've allowed him to collude with Russia without holding them accountable. So no Republican now should be voted for, period, point blank. The labor uh, show. And, and, as I look, and as I look at it, uh, Krause and, and Joe and Sam, we have to wake up and we have to understand that Donald Trump has fleeced the American people and it's time to take our democracy back, because if we don't, our democracy is really, really, really on the ballot as well. We can lose the democracy. France lost a couple of democracies, and that's what Trump is trying to do. He don't want to. He's not, he know he's going to lose, and he doesn't want to accept the election so they can overthrow. It is some dangerous stuff. He's a dangerous man. And I know that we hear this all the time, that this is the most important election of our lifetime. Right. But I've never saw nothing like this. This truly is. And, and, and you know what's funny, Ryan? 
I was just going to say that. I was just going to say people say this is the most important election of your lifetime. And it's sometimes a cliche. But I think at, th at this point your words are, 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 are more valid than ever. Without question, this is the most important election of our lifetime. I'm going to give Sam last word, but before we do, J-Doc, I'm going to say uh, one statement to Ryan Boyer. And I'm not... I don't often say this in Philadelphia, uh, on, uh, in Philadelphia on a Philadelphia radio station, uh, but Ryan, uh, good luck uh, to your Dallas Cowboys uh, tomorrow uh, or, or this weekend. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Against the Cowboys. <laughs> oh, now, uh oh, man, now, now, now we're going to war here. <laughs> now hurry up, Jay Doc, yeah, no, and get them out before no the comment. phones blow up. <laughs> I, I got no comment. <laughs> Sam, you get last no word, man. You get last word. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you close it out with your message, and uh, then we'll say goodbye. Listen, you know, I'm encouraging everybody to get out and value your vote. A lot of people have died for the right to vote. The only way to get this country to run the right way is to get the right people in, in office. Use what people gave you. People died for this right. Get out and vote. On November 3rd. Well said. Well, listen, um, Sam Staten Jr., Ryan Boyer. Thank you guys for your hour. Thanks. Now, I yeah. want to thank you guys thank for you. what you do every day for your members yeah. and for the labor movement. I want a, a, a happy, heavenly, belated birthday to Sam Staten Sr., a legend in the uh, labor movement and in, on our political arena a lot. We owe him a, a, gratitude, a, a debt of gratitude for a lot of the things we have today. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being on the program. Yes. Hey, Joe, Doc, give your dad my love for me, please. Thank you, my brother. Thank you so okay. much. Will do. All right. Bye -bye. Okay. Thank you, Sam. See you, Ryan. All right, good stuff tonight from Sam Staten, Jr., business manager, Labor's Local 332, uh, J. Doc Ryan Boyer, business manager, Labor's District uh, Council, uh, joining us for the full hour of hour number two uh, of the Labor Show. Remember, we're here every Saturday night on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT, uh, and it was interesting to hear some of that defined perspective uh, on the um 30 days, knocking on 500,000 doors oh, yeah. uh, in what amounts to be the next uh, 30 days. And as Ryan said, there's a plan in place and it's being uh, it's being executed. Um, and that uh, certainly will occur. I mean, you're, we just heard two game changers on our program and Ryan Boyer, former host. And of course, uh, Sam Staten Jr., uh, you know, these guys don't only talk the talk, they walk the walk and literally walk the walk. Labor mobilizes, okay? And, and these gentlemen move mountains. And so I've never seen, in, you know, in my lifetime, uh, a more comprehensive plan on the Democratic side in my entire life. And so um, certainly we can be sure of one thing. <clears throat> the Labor's District Council, Labor's Local 332, and the rest of the laborers, locals in Philadelphia, um, are going to be out there along with the rest of our labor movement, all of our unions, um, in their best interest. So, um, you know, I'm so happy to have these gentlemen on the, on the program. 
and I know we're going to get it done. All right, good stuff. Before we say goodbye and good night on uh, this Saturday night, uh, one quick uh, programming reminder looking ahead to next week, J-Doc, a big two-hour show. Remember, we're two hours, uh, 6 to 8 p.m. next week. we got two great hours again. Oh, yeah, we got Sam Pond, who's going to be on our 7 o'clock hour, and we got uh, Gary Messina, and we have Brian Bush of Local 19, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, and man, people were in for a treat. Yeah, no doubt about that. That was a great uh, show to actually produce. We, Go ahead. We might even get a monologue from Sam Pond. I, I, that's just a little, little, uh, somebody, a little birdie told me that. All right, well, he's pushing, talk about pushing the word out to vote, him and his entire firm. Uh, pushing videos out all over social media uh, about getting out to vote. That's going to do it tonight for the Labor Show with Jay Doc uh, and Krause. On behalf of our guests, Sam Staten, Ryan Boyer, and a big shout-out to the Elevator Constructors who hosted us. It was fantastic. Absolutely. Fantastic Uh, show. On behalf of everyone, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communication Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management.